Don't worry, everyone. We are not playing D&D today. Happy Kwanzaa. Kwanzaa was yesterday. Welcome back to Make Believe Heroes. At times during this episode, you may hear a loud clanking noise. What that is, is it is Jeffrey celebrating Christmas with a gift that he made for all of us by shoving his dice into a dice tower made of wood, just shaking it. It is December the 27th. It is two days after Christmas. Days after Christmas. We have all come through... The best holiday of the year. And, and it's Christmas. You can't say that. I just did. I mean, I agree, but. So. For me. We are all fans of Dungeons and Dragons. You may know this based on the fact that we actually have a Dungeons and Dragons podcast. Uh, you guys should check it out. It's called Make Believe Heroes. And. Um, oh, by the way, we're not playing Dungeons and Dragons. Ha uh-huh. ha. What, what are we doing? Why did I come to here? We're going to play it gonna, Uno instead. You know, we're going to. I predicted it. We're going to talk about D&D. We're going to talk about some D&D memories. Maybe answer a few burning questions. Hmm? Hmm? I have a burning Burning question. question. Burning questions? Burning. Burning. (laughs) Just in case you are tuning in and you've never listened before, I would recommend not starting here. You know, go back a few, like to the beginning of season one, or just whatever you fancy. But today we're just going to kind of talk about some things because it's Christmas time. Everyone's busy. I've been gone all week and the odds of me getting a fully edited episode out by Monday at 7 a.m. Those odds are dwindling. Yeah, they are because I'm here. Translation. I won't keep Paul busy. Paul's terrible. JK. So, you know, it's, it's a busy time of year. Time to spend time with family and friends. So we're not going to leave the feed empty, but we are going to take a little bit of a break by not worrying this week and don't worry we'll be back with our regularly scheduled programming the first monday in january i won't be here then yeah you filthy animals oh by the way alan's in the room <laughs> yeah yay oh by the way i'm paul i'm alan who's paul i'm jeremy oh, by the way and i play jim <laughs> uh i'm paul that's jeremy this is alan felicia's over here beside me i'm felicia i'm over here beside him we already mentioned jeffrey he's back there just rattling dice constantly Thank you. Um, <laughs> so to get started, uh, why don't we go around the table? <laughs> Which table? Felicia to my right, and then Jeremy, I'm imagining on the right side, and then Jeffrey on the left side. Was this an imaginary table? It's an imaginary table. Okay, let's imagine this table again because I'm I'm lost. Okay, Felicia's on my right. I'm on his right. And then Jeremy, and then you, and then Alan is closest to me on the left. Which one am I? You're the one that's right, literally sitting right next. No, am I, am I Alan? You, Alan, are you okay? No. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so uh, let's talk about Christmas time. We put out a Christmas special last week. I like Christmas. It's a lot of fun. Did any of you guys get anything cool for Christmas? What's your number one favorite gift? On the spot, right here. Here it comes, Felicia. My fishing backpack. Your fishing 
backpack. I got a fishing backpack, it's and legit. it unzips. Does it in catch the fish? Uh, not yet, but it might by itself. It holds the pole and everything. Okay, it's like a robot. No, I'm just kidding. Okay, okay, Jeremy, I got a Nintendo Switch. Get repeat that. And the fireworks go off. I got a Nintendo Switch. I got Super Smash Brothers and Breath of the Wild. Mm-hmm. <sighs> Two of the best games ever made. Yes. Listen, I've been sweating. I've been working all day. Literally been typing on my computer all day. Stay, and occasionally I'd like glance around the side of my computer and just be like, oh, there's a Switch over there. Smash. It's pretty. It's beautiful. Uh, I said beautiful. 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 It's beautiful. The Switch is the greatest console of our generation. Amen. I said it. I said it too. Jeffrey, what'd you get for Crimbus? Wait, I, I'm sorry, but have you played the SNES? Yeah, for real, dude. Or PlayStation 2 even? Hold on a second. PlayStation 2 isn't even in the top three, no. first of all. PlayStation 1 is number one. Second of all, I have played the SNES. On the all Pump Tom the sells. brakes. Pump the brakes. We're not doing it. My favorite's the ColecoVision. Look. Welcome to Turtle Jump, a podcast <laughs> where we discuss video game themes. Of your heart and mine. And mine. And mine. And mine. Okay. We'll have a Turtle Jump crossover where we argue about which console is the best. You will be wrong. I mean, any show with me and you, and it's kind of a crossover, right? True. So, <laughs> um, gosh. Anyhow, what the Switch, I'm, ju- I'm, I'm just saying that by the time the Switch is done, it will have the best games of our generation. It it's, already has oh the best snap, Zelda of our generation. You heard it here first, everyone. You've never played it. Likely the best Mario. Look. Yes. Until March of last year, I mean, hands down, without question, Ocarina of Time, greatest game ever made, in my opinion. Take nostalgia out, there's no question, it's Breath of the Wild. Yeah. Get out of my house. He is not lying. I'm not in your house. Are you okay, Jeffrey? Ask Jeffrey. What's the best Zelda? It's Breath of the Wild. I mean, I haven't I haven't played it yet, but I'm about to find out, I guess. Okay. Okay. So What's the best Mario Kart? Ooh. <laughs> Jeffrey. He said, it's either he Mario said Super Mario Kart or Mario Kart 8 Deluxe. Hmm. I like that one. It's a great game. Super Mario Kart's good. It's tough. Mario Kart 8 Deluxe is either the best or I really enjoyed Double Dash. I like Double Dash a lot, but it was more the times. Nah. Mm-hmm. It came at a good time in my life. It was a good it was a good game. It was a good game. A lot of good memories. Uh, Jeffrey, what'd you get for Christmas? What's that number one favorite gift? Hmm. Hmm. It's either my Crocs that are lined with fuzziness. <laughs> what? Or oh my. He's not yeah, joking. They're amazing. He's not joking. I know. I know he's not. <laughs> or or I got a, a punching bag, like a speed bag. Like a legit one? really cool. Mm, not legit, legit, but I mean, but, it works. But, but a good one, a nice one. A little speed bag, punching bag. So you stand there in your Crocs and yes. punch your speed bag? Absolutely. Nice. Are you wearing your Crocs right now? <laughs> no, they're at the house. Oh, I've been perfect. So, Alan. Yes. What's the best gift you got for Christmas? I got a... Usagi Yojimbo comic collection book that I'm eager to read. I've only ever read before the TMNT Usagi Yojimbo crossover, right? And, which was like a one issue thing, I think. Yeah, um, I think there's been a few. I mean, they've they've crossed over over the years, but the one issue thing was pretty recent. What was it last year? Yeah, sometime in the last year or so. 
and I read it and loved it. It's real good. And now I'm going to get to read this one with the ears. Like the rabbit's got ears, but they're done up like a top knot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Usagi Yojimbo is a is an anthropomorphic rabbit ronin. Um, okay, let's see. What else? What What did I get? What's my number one gift? Hmm, that's tough. I got some really nice gifts. I got a ton of eShop money. Mm. Got the IDW Ninja Turtles board game. I'm anxious to dig into that. Also got a self-heating coffee mug. Mm. I really like. And then I got this other thing. What is it? So Alan brought us all a surprise gift. Oh. Yes. So good. And we're going to post it online for you all to see very soon. Online. Uh, Hopefully social by the meads. time, yeah, on the social meets in our website. Hopefully by the time social this hits meads. the air, you can go and see it. But Alan had uh, commissioned for us essentially a movie poster for season one. Uh, it depicts all of our characters: Lorik, Guy, Servants, Jim, Kellen, and Charlie. They're at the tree in the grove. Dim Vargas there. Spoilers. I mean, it's it's beautiful. It's beautiful. Really, that's awesome. Yeah, I'll show it to you when we get done. I'm blown away, honestly, by that art. It's so beautiful. I just want to stare at it. Look at this crap. Sick. Is that amazing? Boat in a box. It's got the boat in a box, everything. See that it's dragon amazing. right around oh, the See the lizard bats yes, in the background? Yes, I do. Man, it's gorgeous. So. It's flipping sick. Alan, we're not worthy of your friendship. Flipping sick. I mean. It's amazing, Alan. It's amazing. It's because of you that I could do something like that. Also, by the way, happy birthday, Alan. Oh, thank you. Happy birthday. Happy birthday. Happy birthday. Happy birthday. That looks awesome. He turned 12. It's beautiful. I'm glad I'm you just, like it. Times three. Like, awesome. I just need to see an animated series of just that. Our Kickstarter for the Make Believe Heroes animated, animated series, series will begin Ooh. next week. <laughs> oh. Uh, you put that together, Alan. Yes. Yes. Get it done, brah. Yeah, we just need about $60,000, and we could do maybe a pilot. Okay, well, I got five, so <laughs> let's get it. 5000 That's a good start. <laughs> 5000 is a good start. $5,000? Wow. So over the last year, we've come a long way. You know, I was thinking earlier about how last year, this time at Christmas, we were getting together at Jeremy's to play D&D or goof off or what have you, and we were talking about how, oh, man, we're about to launch this podcast in just a few days. We had the feed up ready to go January 1st we were going to drop two episodes of season one and we were nervous and here we are a year later and you accidentally dropped them a couple episodes or days early I didn't accidentally drop them early I dropped them early and didn't tell anybody yeah I accidentally dropped them a few days early accidentally accidental I'm just I don't don't know (laughs) (laughs) I just thought maybe we could go around talk about some of our favorite moments from this year in the podcast yeah things that we you know the things that we remember about this year things that's going to stick out with the show D moments or things outside of the actual story or whatever about this season so jeremy why don't you start off because you look like you want to talk good which is like please don't click please don't tell <laughs> it's me it's gonna be like five seconds of me being like quiet like this. man the best parts the best parts probably the five-star reviews and reading what everybody says. Some of those are really mm-hmm. awesome. Um, somebody proposed to me in the Q&A. That was fun. Um, <laughs> there's major spikes of downloads, especially during the summer months, man. July, August. One of my favorite things is like if I'm awake and it's like 1.30 and I need to be asleep and I'm still like 
scrolling through my phone or whatever, trying to get tired enough to pass out, or just whatever reason, I'm just awake, I'll go and I'll log on and take a look at like the world map of everywhere that has been listening to the podcast. Mm-hmm. And if you filter that thing for all time, we've almost covered the globe. I mean, it might just be yeah. a single download in like Kazakhstan, but still somebody in Kazakhstan downloaded this podcast. Yeah, it's awesome. There's people in uh, New Zealand, Australia, England, Canada, those those countries that all the time I'm seeing downloads almost every week. But I mean, who who are you in Chile that's just like, hey, I'm going to try out, a, you know, five or six episodes of this. That's so cool. Yeah, it's awesome. I don't know. It's just a major pick me up to see the feedback, see the tweets, see the drawings. Uh, when they send in the sound effects, the '80s version and the horror version, I loved mm-hmm. it. Loved yeah, that it. That was awesome. Mm. Um, the emails that come in. Oh my gosh! Yes. People just like glowing reviews of the show, talking to us, telling us how much they appreciate it and love the show. People, you know, just commenting and complimenting us on role play and just all the work we do. We put a lot of work into this show, you know. And we do it. It's a labor of love. Absolutely. We're not making money on the show. You know, we have we have one sponsor through Dice Envy. We're very appreciative of them. By the way, DiceEnvy.com, you know, use that code <laughs> HEROES to get a 10% discount. If you need some dice, go over there, check that out. Absolutely. But, you know, that just helps us keep the show alive. It doesn't, we're not filling our pockets. We're doing this because we love D&D and we love playing D&D with one another and we we just we really enjoy what we're doing. We love storytelling, having a lot of fun, and it really goes a long way just to hear that you guys appreciate it, that you're enjoying it. Yeah. Uh favorite moments? I really really loved the finale for season 1. So good. Mm. So good. And uh being able to play Saul. I love playing Saul. Saul is so much fun. Mm. I love D&D, man. Me too. I love that we had a year together doing this as a group. It has, and I mean, there's no end in sight. Like we we plan to keep it going for a good while still. You know, at least a couple more years. For me, personal dream coming true, hands down, one of the best things that's happened all year. Absolutely. I mean, we talked about it for so long about making a show, and then we finally did it. And there's been a great response. I mean, don't get me wrong, we're not getting the downloads that some of these shows are getting. You know, we're not getting asked to come and be a part of the podcast hosted by Wizards of the Coast and stuff. That doesn't matter. We have a great fan base. We, we've got really good response from people listening. And without it, I mean, without you guys, none of this would have been possible. So it's just it's been awesome seeing all this unfold for me personally. Uh, Alan. Yes. Favorite moments this year? My favorite moments this year is probably that time I uh, played D&D with you guys and we recorded it. And then put it up. No, I mean, basically what Jeremy said. Mm-hmm. Uh, I love it. Paul, we've got a group message going on in, uh, with our phones and the texting thing with the SMS and Apple iMessage, mm-hmm. whatever it's called. Right. And every so often, Paul will just screen cap a review or an email we get and send it to the message. And every time, you know, in iOS, you can hover over it and, or hold down the button on it and click a reaction. And I was always dropping that hard in there. Dropping that heart. Drop it. Right in there. Like it's hot. Because it's very hot. This heart is just popping hot. I'm like tossing it from hand to hand to hand to hand. Then I just drop it right there on top of that screen cap. Because I love to hear that there's some sort of brightness or joy or somewhat distraction from the darkness of this world brought to an individual who listens. 
and I, being a part of that makes my heart warm and fuzzy. Mm-hmm. It's like the Grinch. Just like the Grinch. It grows three times too big. I have to go to the doctor, get a heart reducer, because it's not healthy. Grinch, you should go too. It's not. You're out there. It's not healthy. Um, but then, too, like, I really enjoyed the finale. Just everything that happened there was very organic. A lot. I mean, Paul puts a lot of planning into the show, and he has stuff prepared for us. But he still leaves a lot of room for us to, I mean, a lot of room for us to just role play and do what needs to be done. And I'd say that he was probably shocked by some of the stuff that happened in that. Probably. Yeah. I walked away from that going, holy crap, what just happened? Yeah. Yeah. It was one of those things that just happened organically. Nobody could have seen it coming, not even us. And it was just wonderful. It was. And two, like, I just love, I love that our show, like, one, one aspect of our show that I enjoy is that we can be serious and get some, like, interesting dialogue, talk about serious topics within the show. Uh, you know, not super serious. We're not an after-school special. But we can talk about, you know, death and rescuing and defending and all these dire things, but then just drop some goofiness in there and just have yeah. an episode of Goof Alfrey. I was talking to Paul on the way here about an anime we were watching, how there was an episode that was just a lot of fun, really funny, and immediately after that, things got real dark. Yeah. So having that levity there, so I enjoy, I enjoy making people laugh, even if it's just me that I make laugh. And so having that opportunity to uh, see, I just made Paul laugh and that brought me joy in my heart. <laughs> Jeez. Uh, having that opportunity to goof off, but also tell a compelling story. Yeah, I agree. It's, it's funny sometimes. I mean, we went through those, that stretch of episodes from like episode 24 through 27 ish or something like that. Things are pretty serious. I mean, 24, they have the nightmares. Everyone's at each other's throats. They're just starting to resolve that, and then boom, they're being chased through the forest by some giant force trying to devour them. And that is when Lorik did the unthinkable and tried to compel uh, Kellen to send Charlie back, which backfired, but then Charlie does sacrifice himself. Was it himself. really unthinkable, though? I mean, you thought about it. You thought about it. Uh, you did it. And then, you know, there's all this conflict, and things are so heavy, and it's like, oh my goodness. I didn't really expect this. We're going into the canopy and now everyone's at each other's throats. Next episode, shopping yes. <laughs> for like 80 minutes. Yes, I about flipped out. Gretchen and Jim just like all <laughs> over each other in that clothing store. That was uh, weird. It was that super was so weird. Cool. And um, Olman. I gave her some sort of, uh, and by me, I mean Jim, who is me. Right. Uh, some sort of black liquid. Yeah, who knows what that's about. Yeah. Who knows if that'll ever come back. And Go die, Paul. I'm still dreading when that'll come back. Whenever <laughs> whenever I'll be playing like some third character I haven't even created yet, and mm -hmm. suddenly Paul will describe this Gretchen coming up with some sort of dark, evil monster, and suddenly Dimvarga's resurrected from the, oh, geez. From the goop. Like like it's uh, like that was Amber, and it had... Don't, let's not give him ideas. Like, what are you doing? <laughs> Like, I don't need that is like the, the that black stuff had a mosquito in it. Hey, Jurassic parked it. <laughs> <laughs> hey, anything could happen. Um, yeah, that, but that episode's one of my favorites of the season because it's so out of place, but in a great way. It's so D and D. It's one of the most D and D episodes of our show because it's ridiculous. Kellen and Lark aren't speaking to each other. Everyone, it's tense. And then Jim spends 45 minutes in a clothing store flirting with this woman and trying on the robe of eyes. Lorik <laughs> and them go down to this crazy old man's shop. You know, there's a fart cloud explodes. I mean, he's flying his broom around. <laughs> <laughs> They're threatening to kill this guy. It's just a ridiculous episode. 
and those moments that's what makes that's what makes D so entertaining sometimes you got to have those serious moments in that story right i mean that's that's the linchpin but the fun if the fun's not there then the story loses its value and you can even have fun in some of the serious moments like Absolutely. So, shortly after that we were interrogating that halfling <laughs> child uh, try to figure out what happened to Lauren. Please, and, please. And I got to, uh, I got to have some fun with my minor illusion spell. Yeah. Uh, trying to make the kid calm oh down. Oh my and gosh. Actually... That was the worst. <laughs> it's one of those things where I'm playing my character. Uh -huh. He wants to help the kid, but because I'm playing a character, I can make it where he thinks he's helping and he's not. Mm -hmm. That was some good stuff. Okay. Jeffrey. Um, You've had like 20 minutes to think about it. I've been scrolling through memes. Yeah, I figured you had. Um, so, Jeffrey, what do you um, what do you think? What are some of your favorite moments from this last year? Um, I don't like D and D. Right. Yeah, that makes sense. Welcome to my life. Me either. And that's about it. Jeffrey, please. My favorite part of it all. Trolling. On a scale from one to ten, is trolling everyone. Yeah, I mean, that, that's a constant thing. Especially that part where I killed Lurk. <laughs> that was the best. It, it was a really good part. That was my favorite. It was unexpected. I think that was a lot of people's favorite part. It was awesome. <laughs> it was insane. Like, it was awesome as a story moment. Yeah, it was. Honestly. So <laughs> awesome, guys. You liked it. You know you did. I liked Lurk. I did. You loved getting killed. You know you liked it. I did. I, I, honest to God, liked Lorik. At least it was at the end of the show. What? I felt sorry for him. To be honest, I absolutely Truth. hated Lorik. I know you did, but I felt sorry for Lorik. I did feel bad for him a little bit after I listened hey, to listen, that Hey, listen, I don't episode. think anybody hated Lorik as much as me. No, I did. <laughs> Man, it's really come down hard on Lorik. Lorik has the best arc in season one. Yeah, semi-redemption followed by a fall. His story, mm -hmm. background story or whatever, yeah, his origin episode. is one of the coolest. <laughs> Thanks, Felicia. That that means a lot. I liked it a lot. It was really good. I heard his dad is trash. Yeah, he's a jackass. Yeah, his dad's the worst. Felicia, so you obviously weren't in season one, but we've already recorded, what, 12 episodes of season two? Right. So, you know, what's some of your favorite moments? It doesn't have to be something you were involved in, but it can be. Okay, for one getting to be on season two like yeah. when paul asked me at first i was working a lot and i was like there is no way mm -hmm. this is going to even happen sure and he just kept kind of mentioning it to me and i thought about it. i was like well that would be really cool and i said i can make it work well then we stopped working on fridays and fridays overtime over was over and i was mm -hmm. like yes so i got really into well i really like getting together you know mm -hmm every other week or whatever and recording just hanging out yeah like as far as the show i listened to season one religiously and every time an episode religiously would, yes every time paul would upload an episode i would download it at first break and then i'd listen to it the next half and i'm like oh my gosh and when it came to the finale and all that stuff oh gosh i was i listened to it like three times at work because i was I was like, there's no way I got everything I needed to get. So I just re-listened to it like mm -hmm. over and over and over. Then in season two, I really like the dynamic between Saul and Misk mm -hmm. that I haven't played. Me too. I haven't played um, a D&D &D character that's been, I don't know, usually you meet at the beginning of the season. You yeah. don't really know each other mm -hmm. and stuff. 
and it, and this one you jump in and I have a sibling and yeah. we grew up together. So yeah, I really like that dynamic too. Yeah, that's one of my favorite things about that. Ablibbing our backstory and just making up stuff we, as we go is so much fun. I don't like mm-hmm. that. The the yes and <laughs> aspect is great. <laughs> Jeffrey, I don't like that. Jeffrey wants to be our third brother. <laughs> like he wants to, well, not third brother. He wants to be our third sibling. He wants to be a tiefling. Mm-hmm. Yes. Definitely not. Definitely not. I want to kill those two characters too. Please. Oh my gosh. Kjork. Just make Kjork. it all Kjork. <laughs> Kjork, please. I said Kjork please. because Jeffrey is Kjork, just so everyone knows. Right. In real life. RL. So that's a good question. Let's just go ahead and put that down. I think it'll be easy for some of you to answer. But Jeffrey, Sir Vance or Kjork? What about him? Who do you oh prefer? Gosh. In what way? Which do you prefer playing? Which is your favorite character? Which are you more invested in? Which do you like better? Come on, Jeffrey. Come on. I'm going to have to say Servants. Mm. Servants. Off the wall? Off the wall. What about you, Alan? Me. Like, I want to buy a Nodachi in real life. I know a guy. Jim or Brackle? It's like $600. I would say both of them, but okay. I also like one of them better than the other. Which one is that? I don't know. I need to flip a coin, and whenever the coin's in the air, I'll know which one I want it to yeah, land on. You would know. I don't have a coin handy, though, so you're going to have to just choose. Uh, you have a die? Evens or odds. Evens or odds. Evens or odds. Okay, I see it. I see the die. So, I want to say Jim. Uh, the reason being... <laughs> okay, I see the die. <laughs> and I now know that it's Jim. Yeah, all I had to do was a vision of being rolled. But I had to wow. see it to envision it. Uh, and I had to see it up close. I couldn't just look across the table to where it's at. Anyway, so Jim. Jim. So Brackle, I like. So I don't want to say that Brackle's awful or anything like that. But Brackle's also a very, uh, you know, very stoic yeah, character. So he doesn't get as much acting time. He doesn't get mm-hmm. as much talking time as Jim did. Right. And so, which I liked, you know, I was more of a man of action. Mm-hmm. But Jim was also a person of action, but he was also a person of knowledge. And I'd say Jim meshes with my personality more than Brackle does. Right. But like I've said before on on, t- on these types of episodes, I believe, unless I'm wrong and I didn't, but I'll say it now just to be safe. So if you ha- if I haven't said it, you'll be reminded, or you'll know it, and if I have said it, you'll be reminded. Alan. So what I'm saying is, each of the characters I play in DVD, t- or DVD, DVD. <laughs> each of my DVDs. I am delusional. I was up very late last night playing D and D. That's true. We were. Uh, I got to play a fun character. There, You're welcome. Let me tell you. Anyway, it was awesome. It was fun. Arr! Arr! Oh the sea. There's a pirate here. Please uh, God, no, not again. <laughs> the character, each character I play takes an aspect of my personality yeah. and cranks it up to eleven. Mm-hmm. Jim is probably one of my more pronounced, which is being a learner mm-hmm. to the point of almost being useless. Uh, or being dangerous right. with it. And so I liked that aspect. I liked his backstory a lot more than Brackle's. I also liked acting him, not knowing my full background and having to work with that because that gave me some interesting constraints. But also I just you know really love the, the idea of someone seeking knowledge, maybe not to the same extent as Jim did, but I really liked playing that part of him where everything that was happening, I was asking questions and scribbling things down in my notebook and poking and prodding, sometimes even to the detriment of the encounter. Right. Jeremy. 
take a wild guess. It's Saul. I love Saul. <laughs> we all we all know it's Saul. Love Saul. Uh, because he's Saul's amazing. He's the worst. He's just like me. And you're also the worst. He's he's a terrible, terrible, <laughs> terrible person. You were all peasants. I don't know if I'd say terrible. Yeah, he's terrible. Yeah, he's terrible. I mean, he's had his moments. Yeah, he's had his moments. But I mean, Lord to... was pretty bad too. He was, but you know, they're different. So, and another thing is, we've recorded twelve episodes of season two, so we're only on our way, not quite halfway there, and we'll see when it's all said and done. I think these characters still have quite a path ahead of them. We're anxious to get back to that. We've already been going for about thirty minutes, so just give a couple last little things, and we'll wrap this one up. So, as we're winding this one down, do any of you have any questions for me about? The game, about anything Monumi-related, game-related, episode-related, and I might answer it. Who is your favorite character? Guy. Oh, my god. Who is your favorite player character? I'm just kidding. Yeah. Uh, I love all my player characters equally. Lies. you love some more, right? Except for Saul. Pick one. (laughs) There you go. (laughs) Just kidding. I'm just kidding. That's not true. Okay, which character would Paul um, relate to the most in real life? Servants. Really? Uh-huh. Why? Because he's blonde. Minus the stabbing someone into a tree. <laughs> no, Minus he that. would relate to that too. Minus eh, that. Depends. Everyone relates to that a little. A little bit. I feel like it would be Servants. And that's okay. Uh, <laughs> that's okay. I do like all the PCs. And as the DM, I try to make myself like each PC. I don't ever want to f- do things to get at PCs. You know what I mean? Punishing. I have played with players that have been a problem in the past, you know, not paying attention when we're playing, not caring about what's going on, being jerks to everyone else at the table. I've played with those types of players and I have tried to not use in game things to punish them. You know, I've tried to never Mm -hmm. do that. That, That's that takes the fun out of it. Not only for them, but for everyone else around the table too. You don't want to get into a toxic. Have you done that? Have I done that? Have you done that in NBH? No. Have I used in-story things to punish characters, players? Yes. No. Yes. Yeah, like that one time he almost killed Misk. That was not, that was not me. It was bold. <laughs> Except that time you Can- let Red kill his own bear by exploding a orc, which he heard like six times. Whenever you kill us things, they will explode and hurt you. And my bear is about to die, but I'm going to kill this thing that is about to explode right next to him. I mean, I that, like, yeah, I yeah that. do it. Do it, Red. Do it. Do <laughs> it. <character>. Do it. <laughs> In character. We love you, Red. You know, he did it. He made that choice. It's just like Lorik made the choice to try and cast that spell again and then said out loud, you know, yeah. these things happen. Oh, so sad. Lorik's the worst. So I'm curious, Paul. Mm-hmm. Was What was the most frustrating part for you as a DM for this group? Editing. Editing. Oh, of course, of course. <laughs> no, of course. That, what do you yeah. mean? How, how do you mean? Like, what was there any point? I mean, we've played a lot of sessions. Mm-hmm. Was there ever a session in particular that you felt we caused you headache, or it got mm-hmm. turned on its head? You were just completely blown away, or you were you had that "what are you doing" moment? Like, did that ever happen? Yeah. Oh, yeah, that happened. <laughs> Yeah, that happened when Lorik tried to cast that spell on Kellen. I was like, what are you doing? It happened in the finale like 47 times. 
attack the dragon. Frustrating, yeah. Uh, I remember a couple times where I came in ready to go, and it was one of those nights where no one could focus. Oh, yeah. That's a lot of nuts. You know, we come in, and I'm, I'm, I remember the first couple episodes when we got into the Grove. The final edits are pretty clean, but my gosh, if some of you guys knew, like an hour and 45 minutes of audio is trimmed down to 45 minutes just because there was so much of just goofing off. And it was definitely times where I'm like, oh, this is frustrating. I really wanted this to be different. But you kind of got to let it be what it is. And that turned out for some really fun moments in those episodes. It really did. Sounds like we were in the grove, but not in the groove. <laughs> yeah. Not the groovy groove. There have definitely been times where I've come to the table thinking, oh, man, tonight's going to be awesome. It's going to be like this. And then it just turned out to be, you know, lighthearted, goofing off nonstop. And I was thinking, man, I thought this was going to be a, an intense episode, of, you know, a serious moment. And that can be frustrating, but you've got to just, you know, you got to roll with it. That's what you have to learn. Sometimes that's tough to do. Have you ever planned something really big or really cool that we just totally ignored and didn't get used? Uh, nothing that I was like, oh, man. But there were definitely some things I had planned, some possibilities, especially like I had things planned when you guys went through the drylands. If you had gone north, some different things, you would encounter some different people, different town, different stuff. But you guys went south. Yeah. Uh, there were a couple times, one and specifically when you guys came into the grove. Uh, y'all remember when y'all were hearing the music off in the distance? Uh-huh. Yep. There's definitely going to be some stuff there. Instead, you guys talked about carrots for 34 minutes. <laughs> that was <laughs> great. Oh, gosh. <laughs> I remember that one. I was frustrated there. I know you I were. I love that part. As Let's a see. listener, I was frustrated there. <laughs> I was sitting here, and I text Paul, and I said, what the heck just happened? You're I a said, carrot. Carrots. <laughs> no, I'm a carrot. <laughs> Uh, it's a great episode listening back That's to it. That's a great episode. It is. A terrible episode. I need to listen back. I'm pretty sure that was one of those nights where I went downstairs thinking, man, I just, it just didn't, it didn't do what I wanted. It didn't turn like, I mean, we've been working all this season to get to the Grove, and then we get to the Grove, and they're just making <laughs> carrot illusions for 45 <laughs> minutes. So, yeah, definitely moments of frustration, but overall, you know, I don't hate you guys. So, looking around the room we're in, how many copies of Harry Potter do you have? 432 <laughs> copies. I'm uh, seeing at least three of okay. the first three books. So I, so I've got the deluxe editions of the final three books. I've got the illustrated the editions illustrated of the editions. first three books. I've got a hardcover set that's mostly mismatched. I've got a few paperbacks. I've got a American paperback set down here, plus the one by the guy that drew Amulet with the Amulet covers. Yeah. And then my mom just got me the British editions for Christmas. Where did it? It's a lot of Harry Potter. Like covers. Mm. Is that this one? Yes, that's it. I knew a Harry Potter once. He made some uh, <laughs> some some nice vases, vases, but unfortunately, they all had like uh, the imprints of his arm hair on the side. So I think that pretty much does it for this week's special little behind the scenes talking. Hope that everyone had a great Christmas season, and we love you all. Thanks so much for supporting us for listening. And tune in next Monday to hear the next episode of Season 2. Things about to get pretty crazy. What about Brackle's true name? What about Brackle's true name? What is it? Um, That's it, guys. We're done. We love you. Bye. Bye. People think I don't know a bad little crap about the gospel, but I do. <laughs> we love you. Bye. Goodbye. I'll miss you all. Bye.